Hallelujah. God is so good. Amen. Well, tonight I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, living a stress-free life. Not having the cares of the world. I tell you, the enemy is out to try and distract us and try to bring us down. We know that John 10.10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. So the enemy is out to destroy us. He's out to take us down. And one of the ways he does it is through worry, through cares of life. And, and you know, we've, we've got to learn, you know, as I was talking in the, in the offering about operating in God's way. Stress and worry and cares and concern are not God's way. It is not, it is not God's best for our, us to be worried. That's the enemy's doing. And so we have to learn how to not worry. We have to learn that when the things, the pressure starts to, to press in on us, that we don't give in to that worry. We don't give in to it, but we do what the Bible says to do. Amen? So, you know, when I say not to worry and to not take the cares of the world, probably everybody's mind goes to one particular verse. So I don't want to disappoint you, and I want to go there right first off so we can get that one out of the way. But first, not get it out of the way. It sounds bad that way. But let's go to First Peter chapter 5. And as you're turning there, I want to give you the definition of worry. Worry is defined as meditation on negative thoughts. So meditating on negative thoughts that may or may not happen. That's what worry is. You're thinking about something. You don't even know if it's going to come to pass or not. But in your mind, you've already convinced yourself that it's going to happen. And it's usually something that's bad. And, and, you know, it just goes on and on. And really, it's true. Our mind is the battlefield. And battles can be won and lost in our mind. And we have to control the thoughts that go through our mind. We have to put a guard on them. We got to stop every thought at the door and check it and see if it's worth letting in or not. And if it's not, we can't let it in. We have to cast down every vain imagination. And imagination isn't just like a dream, but they're thoughts. Every thought we have to cast down. Every thought that does not line up with the Word of God, we have to eliminate it from our minds. And if we don't, we start to think about it. And as we think about it, it turns into worry. It turns into stress. It, tur- it turns into being a concern and a care. And, th- and that, we've let it go too far. If it's become worry, it's gone too far. We haven't cast it out. And so we need to do that. Um, and God's given us the authority to take control over worry. You know, Pastor Brownie's been doing a series on ruling and reigning in life. Well, part of ruling and reigning in life is taking captive every thought. You can't rule and you can't reign in this life if you allow your thoughts to just go off into every direction. And you allow the enemy to put any kind of thought he can into your mind. If you do that, you're not going to rule and reign. The only way we rule and reign is if we take them captive and we don't allow them in. So 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Casting all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. 
casting all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. Now I'm going to give you a few definitions of um, three of the words in this verse just because it gives us a little bit better idea of what this really means. So the word casting means to violently throw or fling something with great force. To violently throw or fling with great force. Now that word casting is found one other place in the New Testament, and that's in Luke 19.35. And that's where Jesus tells his disciples, go and get him a colt. Remember that where he says, go get me a colt. And if the owner says, why are you taking this? Just say the master has need of it and he'll give it to you. And, they, and so the disciples bring the colt back to Jesus. And when they do, they take off their garments. They take off their garments and they cast or throw them onto the colt. That's what casting is. Taking it off and throwing it on something else. So casting all your anxieties or all your cares, that's any affliction, difficulty, hardship, trouble, anything that causes you to worry or be anxious, that's what that word is. So we have to learn to throw our cares, our difficulties, our troubles, our hardships, we need to throw them onto God. Just like we would take off a garment and throw it on the floor, we take that garment, and the echo says, oh, no, we don't. (laughs) Okay, some of us do and some of us don't. (laughs) But, you know, you take it off and throw it on the bed. How's that sound? Is that better? Okay, some of us still throw it. (laughs) But you take it off and you throw it on something or throw it, you know, wherever. But you, you take it off and put it on something else. It's a transfer. It's transferring those cares. It's transferring those, those thoughts and trans- transferring them onto God and leaving them there. Why? Because he'll take care of them. And why, can, why do we know that he'll take care of them? Because he says, because he cares for you. See, this is the thing, guys. If you don't believe that God cares for you, you'll never cast your cares on Him. If you don't believe that God is on your side, if you don't believe that God is for you, then you will never, ever cast those cares on Him. Because in your mind, you think, well, why would I do that? Because He's not going to take care of them anyways. And so you take them back and you try to fix the problem or try to figure out in your mind how it's going to work or what the best solution is. And God's right beside you the whole time saying, just cast that on me. Throw it on me. I'll take care of it. It's like an exchange. He's like, you give me the burden and I'll give you peace. You give me the burden and I'll give you joy. That's a good exchange. It's an awesome exchange. And that word where it says he cares for you, that second Well, I guess it's only in another translation. There's two cares in there. But it says, for he cares for you. That means he's concerned. He thinks about you. He's interested in you. And he gives meticulous attention to you. That's what that word care means. So we can throw our cares, our concerns, our worries on God. Because he's interested in us. Because he 
is concerned about us because he gives meticulous attention to us. That's good news. To know that I don't have to, I don't have to live like the world lives. You know, John 17 tells us that we're not of this world. And if we're not of this world, then we should not be acting like this world. And the world takes on the stress. The world takes on concern. And we don't have to. Because God has provided a way of escape. He has provided a way for us to, ha- to deal with these concerns or these worries. And you know what? Everybody has an opportunity to have a worry in their life. It doesn't matter if you're 5 or 95. And everyone has to do the same thing. Cast that care on Him. Because He cares. He cares. Just remind yourself, He cares about me. He loves me. He's interested in me. He gives meticulous attention to just me. And because of that, I know that He'll take, care, he'll take the care of this burden. He will deal with it. The battle is not mine, but it's the Lord's. It's the Lord's battle to fight. You know, when we worry, it's sin. It is. Because when we're worrying, we're disobeying God because He tells us, don't worry. He says, cast your care on Him. So if we've allowed worry to come in, then we've operated in sin. But you know, the good news is, is we can repent and then we can just start casting that care on and i know what it's like i know it's easy to stand up here and say this is what you need to do and i know what it's like when you're in that position it's not so easy but you just have to be forceful you have to be diligent it takes diligence because that thought comes and you go no i'm casting it on the lord it's not my battle it's not my problem anymore god's got it and then two minutes later the same thought comes but what how am i going to deal with it you know what it's not my thought it's not my concern. It's God's care. He's taking care of it. And I might have to do that 50 times in an hour. But you know what? Eventually, that thought leaves. And eventually, you take that peace. And you operate in that peace. And that worry is no longer part of you. But it takes diligence. You know, just, just as cha- training children. It takes diligence. You know, if you tell them no, 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 and then you let them away with it once, and then, you you know, it, it's harder the next time, right? Because they come back and they think, but I got away with it. Now why are you telling me no? Well, it's the same thing with a thought. You take it captive, you take it captive, but then if you let it go a little bit farther, then, it, you know, it tries to get in there. Just don't let it. Just don't let it. You know, our bodies were never created to handle stress. And that's scientifically proven. It, it, you know, it, that the medical world, have co- they've confirmed that the major source of sickness in the Western Hemisphere is stress and pressure. That's the main source. of When most people have some kind of a sickness or ailment, most of it, the root could be stress or pressure. We weren't created to live under pressure. We weren't created to carry stress. We, we weren't, our, these bodies aren't made to have burdens on them. These bodies were made to cast the burdens over to God. That's, that's just what, you know, that will eliminate a lot of headaches, <laughs> a lot of tension in the shoulders, 
when we get rid of the stress, when we get rid of that pressure, when we just give it to God. And God is more than able to take care of that problem. Don't ever think He can't deal with it. Don't ever think He's not big enough to deal. Don't think, oh, but this problem? No, he'll, he, he can handle it. He's got the solution, and He knows how to handle it if you just give it over to Him. It's giving it over to Him. Let's go back to verse 6, because this kind of shows us how we can give it over to Him. Humble yourselves. If you don't humble yourself, you'll never cast your care over. It takes humility to cast a care onto God. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you at the proper time. Casting. How, does, how do you do this? Casting all your anxiety upon Him because He cares for you. Humble yourself before God. And say, God, I can't do this. I can't handle this. Uh, it's, you know, I wasn't made for this. But God, you were. And you can handle it. And giving it over. And when we cast our cares on God, He guarantees us that we won't fail and we won't fall. Let's look in Psalm 55. In verse 22, <clears throat> excuse me. He says, Cast your burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. He'll sustain you. It's not, it's, it has nothing to do with you. It's all about God sustaining you. You cast that care over, you cast that worry over, you cast that concern over to Him, and He'll sustain you, He'll keep you. And then he goes on to say, And he will never allow the righteous to be shaken. He will never allow it. If you will cast that burden onto God, he'll sustain you and he will not allow you to be shaken. In the Amplified it says this, Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. How many of you know that cares and worries hold a lot of weight? I mean, you can, you can, if someone is under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress, I mean, their shoulders are just weighed down. It, it physically affects someone and it weighs them down. Ca so casting your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. If you'll cast that care over to God, He'll keep you, and you will never fall. You will never fail. You will not slip. You will not be moved. So we can examine our lives. We can look at our lives. And if there's ever a time that we feel like we've slipped or been moved in a situation or we've fallen a little bit or failed some way somehow, then we probably haven't cast the burden over. We've probably kept that burden. We've probably kept that worry trying to figure out on our own how to take care of it. I mean, that's, that's just a good indicator right there that if you feel yourself slipping or, you know, being moved a little bit in a situation, uh oh, I, I need to cast this care over. I've got to cast this care over. 
If I cast it over, I will not fail. I will not fall. I will not slip. I will not be moved. But God will keep me. He will sustain me. Amen? Let's just go back to verse 2 of that chapter. And this is the psalmist David. And he says, Give heed to me and answer me. I am restless in my complaint, and I am surely distracted. How many of you have ever felt that way before? Surely distracted. Worries distract you. If you've got a lot of worries in your mind, you are distracted because you're thinking about them all the time. Verse 3, Because of the voice of the enemy, the worry comes, it's the voice of the enemy, because of the pressure of the wicked, then verse 4, my heart is in anguish within me. Verse 5, fear and trembling come upon me. I tell you, these are signs of some, some serious worrying going on and stress. But then the psalmist David says in verse 16, As for me, I shall call upon God and the Lord will save me. Verse 18, he will redeem my soul in peace. He will redeem my soul. What's your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. He will redeem my mind, my will, my emotions in peace from the battle which is against me. For they are many who strive with me. God will redeem my mind. He already has. He's redeemed us. He's redeemed us. Worry is under the curse. And we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. We just have to operate it. We just have to walk in it. We just have to live in it. And then verse 19 that we already read. Cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. I love that. To know that it doesn't matter what it is. That God cares enough about me to take that burden. He cares enough about me to keep me safe from being moved or from falling or slipping away. That's who God is. And he won't allow me to fall and he won't allow me to fail. Why? Because he loves me. Because he truly does care about me. Because he has my best interest at hand. That's who God is. See, when we're carrying cares and worries, we're demonstrating that we actually don't trust God. And that we actually lack faith in that area. When we take on the worry and the cares of the world because God said I'll do it so if we trust him then we'll give it over to him but if we don't trust him we won't give it over to him and that's a lack of faith on our part because it takes faith to cast your burden over because I can't see my burden being removed and God taking it I can't see that but you know so by faith I know that I've thrown or transferred this burden over to God so I, I don't see it with my natural eye, but I know it because God's word says it. And just a note on that casting your care. That's, that's our responsibility. When I cast something, it's me that has to do it. Nobody else can cast that burden. Nobody else can cast the care on God but me. I'm the only one that can do it. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. And you've all heard this, you know, in, during the offering. We've, we've read it a lot. And it's, I mean, it's a great scripture. And the heading in my Bible, it says, The Cure for Anxiety. But we'll remind ourselves what it says here. 
verse 25, it says, For this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life. It literally, in the Greek, says, stop being anxious. Jesus is speaking here, and you could have it as Jesus is speaking to you tonight, and he's saying, stop being anxious. Stop worrying. Stop taking the care of it. Stop taking the concern. You know, there's no benefit to worry. None at all. There is not one good thing that comes out of worrying. For this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you will eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body than clothing? He's talking about basic necessities of life right here. He's saying, do do not be concerned with the basic necessities of life. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about the finances. Don't worry about, you know, your family, your kids. Don't worry about relationships that you have. Don't worry about your job. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air that they do not sow, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth more than they? And which of you, by being anxious, could add a single cubit to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory did not clothe himself like one of these. But if God so arrays the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more do so for you, O men of little faith? See, when we worry, he just said here, we have little faith. When we allow cares and concerns and worry to come in, we're not walking in great faith. But we're walking little or no faith. And then he says it again. Do not be anxious. Do not be anxious. Then saying. Don't, do not speak words of worry. He's saying here. Do not be anxious. Then saying. Don't speak those words. Don't speak concerns. Speak the, pro- the, speak the solution. Speak what God says. Because when we speak them, we give power to them. If we, just, if we just cast them out and cast them over, there's no power to them. We've taken all the power of that worry away when we've cast it over onto God. It has no power over us. It has no power in us. We've taken power over it. We've taken the authority over that worry when we cast it over to God. So do not be anxious then saying... What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or with what shall we clothe ourselves? Do you think that he's trying to get this point across? He's mentioned it twice in six verses. Do not be anxious. And he doesn't even stop there, but he's talking about our basic necessities of life again. He's saying, do not be anxious. Don't worry about them. For all these things the Gentiles eagerly seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have that knows you need all these things there we go we see it again your father knows god knows god knows god cares 
He knows the, where you live. He knows you're in Lloydminster. Sometimes it may not. It may feel like he. It's like, God, do you remember me, Lloydminster, Alberta? Remember? He remembers. He knows. He knows where you are. He knows what you need, and he knows how to get it to you. The problem is, is that we often mess it up by trying to do it ourselves. But if we truly just give it over to God. Just like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not onto your own understanding. In other words, don't try to figure it out yourself. But in all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. He'll show you what to do. He'll show you how to fix that problem. He's got the answer. He has the solution. But seek first His kingdom. That word seek means to, it's a continual process. It's not just a one-time thing. Continually. So it should, it's like, but seek and seek and seek and seek. That kind of a thing. So seek first His kingdom, His way of doing things, and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, here we go again. Do not be anxious for tomorrow. For tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Isn't that the truth? But don't be anxious about tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Just cast it over. Just hand it over. Now that word anxious that we've been reading about like four different times in this, in this chapter, it's the same word that we find in Matthew chapter 13. Let's just turn over there and see the context of this. Matthew 13, verse 22. And it's talking about the parable of the sower and the seed. And notice what it says here about being anxious or worried. I'm not going to go through all the different types of ground. Um, We're just going to look at verse 22. And it says, And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns is the man who hears the word. And the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. When we allow worry to come in and we allow worry to take over, it chokes out the word. It chokes the word out. It tells us right here. And the word becomes unfruitful. The word won't work in our lives if we allow worry to remain in our, in our minds. That's what, it's so important that we operate with no worry, no stress, no pressure, no concern. Because then the word can bear fruit in our lives. The word can work at, and do what it's supposed to do. So this man hears the word. We all hear the word. But then he goes home and something comes up. And he starts to worry about it. You know, and then something about money comes up as well. And and pretty soon the word that he received, the word that he heard is choked out. That word choke means to suffocate or smother. It's completely smothered or 
suffocate it out. And, and the word doesn't produce any fruit in his life. In his life. And sometimes we wonder, God, why is your word not working in my life? Why don't I see the results that I should see in my life? Because you say in your word that this is what your word will do. Well, we've got to check, check our minds. Are we operating in worry? Or have we given that over to God? Because that worry will stop the word. It will stop the word from being fruitful in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives. And we want that word to be fruitful. Amen? We want that word to work in our lives. And it's much easier when we cast that burden, that care over to God anyways. But when we do that, it allows God's word to work freely in our hearts and freely in our minds. And it can do what it said it will do. It will do what it says it will do. It always does what, it's, what God said it will do. Always. You see, it's our choice whether we worry or not. It's a choice. Um, John 14, 1, and I won't turn there, but I'll just read it to you. It says, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. That let not, that's a, that's a choice right there. You can choose to let your heart be troubled, or you can choose not to let your heart be troubled. It's your choice. But he's saying here, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. See, we just have to make a decision to not be affected by worry, to not be affected by stress. I will not let this affect me. I will not take the care of this on. That's choosing not to be troubled. It's our responsibility. Nobody else's but our own. And we have to know when we let not our heart be troubled, and it says believe in God, we can believe in God because we know without a shadow of a doubt that He is able to bear that burden. He is able to take that concern and that care and that worry. We cast it over. He is able to do it. More than we are able to do it. I mean, sometimes we think we could be the best problem solver in the world. But God is way better. And he has probably a way easier solution than we could ever come up with. <laughs> he is just, he just knows what to do. He always knows. The Father knows best. <laughs> he knows best. So we must guard our heart against worry. Luke 21, let's turn there. Luke 21, verse 34. It says, be on guard. We got a guard. We got to put like a watchman. Where You know how I said earlier that with our thoughts, we got to check them at the door. You know, before, it's like a bodyguard or a, you know, a bouncer or something. It's like, you know, do you have ID? How do, how do I even know that? I don't even know that. I don't go to clubs. <laughs> I watch TV, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, it's like that in the sense we, we check our thoughts at the door and say, are you worthy of coming in or not? Are you a good thought or are you a bad thought? And if you're not a good thought, then you can't come in. That's how we guard. We guard our minds. So be on guard that your hearts may not be weighed down 
Why do we have to guard our hearts? Because if we don't guard them, our hearts will become weighed down. Our hearts will become heavy. Weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life. If we don't guard against them, they will weigh us down. And it doesn't matter who you are, it will weigh you down if you do not guard your mind and your hearts against those worries. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, says something very similar. It says, Anxiety in the heart of a man weighs it down. Anxiety or worry in the heart of a man weighs it down. And I know that each one of us here tonight know that. We know what that feels like. We've all been in that position before. And it weighs you down. It consumes your thoughts all the time. It's hard to concentrate on anything else because all you can think about is this worry or this concern. It causes us to not sleep at night. It causes us to not do our jobs well. Because all we can, it's all-consuming. Worry is an all-consuming thing. And it will cause us, just our whole life, to just stop. Anxiety in the heart of a man weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. What's the good word? Right here. This is a good word. This will make your heart glad. This will eliminate the weight. It will eliminate those things. A good word will make our heart glad. Worry and anxiety will weigh it down. Hallelujah. And Let's just turn to Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to end with this. But this is, this is a solution to worry. This is a way to turn worry into peace. It's a way to turn fear into faith. It's a way to turn defeat into victory. Philippians chapter 4. And Paul here lays out five important things that we need to note and in noting these things we eliminate worry in our lives verse 6 it says be anxious for nothing be fretful for nothing and that word nothing means absolutely nothing not one thing. Don't worry about one thing. Do not fret about one thing. Do not be concerned about one thing. And then he goes on and he tells us five things that we should do. But in everything. So worry about nothing, but in everything by prayer. Supplication. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Now, I'm going to just break down these five things for you here. But in everything by prayer. Prayer means to come close to God and give Him your worries. It's an exchange. It's an exchange that says, God, I will give you this care. I will give you this concern. I will give you this worry in exchange for your peace, for your joy. 
And then supplication means passionate, earnest, heartfelt, sincere prayer. But get this. There's a boldness behind it. And it's a boldness that when you you get bold enough that when you ask God, when you're asking God to move on your behalf or to take this care or this concern or this burden, it's done boldly. It's not just, you know, whimpering up to the throne room of grace, but it's coming boldly to the throne room of grace. And knowing that you know that you know that God will take that care, that God will take that worry, he'll take that burden, and he will deal with it. There's a boldness behind it. And there's passion behind it. it I mean, it's, it's like this earnest, passionate prayer, knowing that God will do it. And then the next thing is thanksgiving. Well, we all know what thanksgiving is, being thankful. But this particular word in the Greek, it's, it's being thankful, but it, it's, it's saying with the same intensity that you come to God with prayer, with supplication, that same intensity, that same boldness, that same heartfelt, earnest, passionate prayer, that's the, you need to match that intention, intensity with your thankfulness. So you come to God boldly saying, God, take this care, this concern. And then you don't stop there. But then with great passion, you thank him for it. And then the fourth thing, requests. And these, I mean, some Christians would get mad at this. But that word request means to insist and to demand. And some Christians would say, what? You can't demand something of God. He gives us the authority. And so we, it says, let your requests or let your insists or your demands be made known to God. Now that word known means to declare something. So your demands or your insists, make them known. Declare them broadcast them, announce them, announce that you're not taking this worry on, announce that it is not yours, announce that you don't operate in fear because that's what worry is. Worry is just, it stems from fear. Fear that I won't have enough. Fear that, that my kids won't serve God. Fear that my jo- I might lose my job. Fear, that's what worry is. It's a negative thought that it may or may not happen. And there's fear involved. But we can come to God boldly. We can thank Him with great passion and great heartfelt earnestness, saying, God, I know that I know that I know that you hear my prayer. And I'm thankful that you answer that prayer. And that we come to Him with with demands or we insist on it there's that boldness behind it saying god i need you to take this care i need you to take this worry i'm not created for this you were you know how to deal with it god you take it and broadcast it out i do not have worry I do not fret. I do not worry. I'm not taking the concern of this. I refuse to allow my mind to go there. That's what we do. Now, according to Rick Renner, how many of you have ever heard of Rick Renner before? 
he's you know a Greek scholar and and he has this book um, sparkling gems thank you and in that he uh, he talks about this verse and he has he kind of he takes it and he looks at all the Greek words just like I gave it to you here and then he kind of rewrites an extended interpretation of that verse with all the Greek words in it and this is what he says about Philippians 4 6 he says don't worry about anything and that means nothing at all instead come before God and give him the things that concern you so he can in exchange give you what you need or desire be bold to strongly passionately and fervently make your requests known to God making certain that an equal measure of thanksgiving goes along with your strong asking you have everything you have every right to ask boldly so go ahead and insist that God meet your every need when you pray be so bold that there is no doubt that your prayer was heard broadcast it declare it pray boldly until you have the assurance that God has heard your requests that is what we need to do with cares and concerns that is what we need to do with worry and if we will do this it will eliminate stress in our lives it will eliminate it we don't have to live subject to worry we don't have to live subject to stress the world might think they do but we do not have to we are not of this world we are not like them and we shouldn't operate like them and when they're stressed out at their job we don't have to be we can be the ones that are peaceful we can be the ones that that you know there's no problems at all because we have the answer we have the answer we know how to eliminate it we know how to get rid of it you know a lot of people when they have stress and and problems in their life they turn to alcohol or drugs to try eliminate it we have something better than that better than that because alcohol and drugs are temporary it might eliminate the worry for that day or for a couple of hours but God will take that care and concern and he will eliminate it forever it will be he'll 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 just take the care of it so every next time I encourage you next time that you you realize that you're starting to worry about something or be concerned about something and visualize yourself taking off your jacket or a garment of some sort and laying it like those disciples did laying it on that colt and visualize yourself taking that burden that care that worry taking it off of your shoulders taking it off of you and laying it on God and he'll take care of it why? because he cares for you because he loves you because he does not want you to be in stress because Jesus already paid the price for worry he paid the price for stress he paid the price for pressure and if we keep it we're saying the blood of Jesus was not good enough and his blood was good enough. Him dying on the cross was good enough to take care of it. If it was good enough for him, it's good enough for me. And he can have the care and the concern of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because God is a good God. 
And you know, the things that he wants us to do and accomplish in these last days, we don't need pressure. We don't need stress. We don't need concerns. Because those things will weigh us down. They'll slow us down. They will keep us from doing what God has called us to do. Because you'll be consumed with whatever that worry or pressure is. That God, God won't even be able to use you if you're so consumed with it. So we have to eliminate the worries, eliminate those cares, give them to God, and do what he's called us to do. And you know what? I encourage you. If, you know, if a friend, someone in the body, if you know that, you know, they're getting over into worry or concern, just gently remind them, cast the care. Throw it. Throw it off. Throw it off of you. Give it to God. Give it to God. He can, t- he can take care of it. And encourage one another. And, you know, pray with them. Pray for them. And, you know, encourage them to go to Philippians. And the next time you have worry, go to Philippians 4, 6. You know what? I didn't read the rest of it. Sorry, guys. I'm going to read it because it's important. Go to Philippians 4, 6. Remind yourself not to be concerned or take the worry for anything. And that means absolutely nothing. Then verse 7. This is the result of being anxious for nothing and through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving and requests being made known to God. The result is verse 7. And the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts. There we see that again, guarding our hearts. Not only our hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We guard them. And the peace of God will guard them. Finally, brethren, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honorable, whatsoever is right, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is of good repute, if there is any excellence in, and if anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. When your mind wants to dwell on worry and concerns, bring it here. And does the, whatever you're thinking about, does it line up with this? And if it doesn't line up with this, then eliminate it. Because these are the things that we're to think on. And verse 9. And these things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things practice casting the care practice giving it over to God practice being anxious for nothing and the God of peace shall be with you we practice these things we do these things we're doers of the word we're not hearers only and that means that when Concerns come, we do. We do. We just don't know what we're supposed to do. We actually do it. We, we have the choice. We let not our hearts be troubled. But we choose to, to think on the good things of God, even when everything in our mind is screaming the problem, the situation. We have authority. You have authority over your mind. You have the power over your mind. You have that authority to take every thought captive. Use the authority that God's given you. 
Use it and practice and do it every day. Because every day you have an opportunity to do this. Every day. Probably every hour you have the opportunity to put this to practice. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand with me tonight. Thank you, Lord.